0: Live from
1: the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Friday, March 3rd. Coming up today...
2: Global stocks are on track to snap a three-week losing streak.
1: Citigroup is the latest bank to cut jobs.
2: Wall Street beats out London in attracting financial firm listings.
1: And the war in Ukraine in focus as President Biden hosts Germany's chancellor.
3: South Carolina attorney Alex Murta convicted of murder. And a New Jersey state trooper recovering from a gunshot wound. I'm John Tucker. Those stories straight ahead. I'm John Stash, in
4: Sports. Patrick Kane debuted for the Rangers in a home loss to Ottawa. The streaking Knicks visit Miami tonight.
3: That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak, the business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast. Each morning on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app, and everywhere you get your podcasts.
2: Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today.
2: Global stocks are on track for their first weekly gain in a month. The S&P 500 saw its biggest jump in more than two weeks yesterday. That's after Atlanta Fed President Rafael Bostic said the central bank could be in a position to pause interest rate increases this summer. J.J. Kinahan is CEO at IG North America.
4: The market, every time there's some hint that we won't raise at the same pace or we'll slow down a, a little bit, starts to rally, people get excited. And then, you know, it seems like a few weeks later, we raise rates.
2: IG North America's J.J. Kinahan thinks Fed Chair Jay Powell will keep raising rates until inflation is in check.
1: Well, the Fed keeps raising rates, Nathan. Wall Street keeps cutting jobs. And another major financial firm is bringing down the X. We get the details live with Bloomberg, Steve Rappaport. Steve, good morning. Good
2: morning, Karen and Nathan. Citigroup joins the ranks of big banks downsizing in 2023. The firm is eliminating hundreds of positions nationwide. Sources say the cuts amount to less than 1% of the company's 240,000-person workforce. The move comes weeks after J.P. Morgan Chase slashed hundreds of jobs. Goldman Sachs in January announced plans to lay off thousands of employees. Live in New York, I'm Steve Rappaport, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Steve, thank you. Now, when it comes to attracting companies, it looks like Wall Street's getting the upper hand over another global financial center, London. Let's head there and get the details live from Bloomberg's Ewan Potts. Good morning, Ewan.
0: Good morning, Nathan and Karen. First this week, UK chip design giant Arm said it's choosing New York over London for its forthcoming listing. Then came CRH, one of Europe's biggest building materials companies. It says it's to move its primary listing from the London Stock Exchange across the pond to Wall Street. Among the attractions of the US, a wider investor base and a bigger pool of capital. Remaining in London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak.
1: All right, Ewan, thank you. Well, in Asia, China is about to see its biggest government reshuffle in decades as the national People's Congress begins its latest session. Bloomberg Daybreak Asia anchor Brian Curtis has
2: more from Hong Kong. A generation of top officials will make way for politicians better known for ties to President Xi Jinping than for their academic credentials or industry exposure. China's top Internet leaders like Tencent's Pony Ma and Baidu's Robin Li have dropped out of key lawmaking and advisory bodies. They're being replaced by chip researchers and engineers. In Hong Kong, Brian Curtis, Bloomberg Daybreak. Brian, thanks. Tensions continue to build between the U.S. and China. Now the Biden administration's placing export restrictions on Dozens of Chinese companies. They include computer server maker Inspur and Lungsun, which could be an alternative to Intel chips in the future. Bloomberg Politics contributor Jeannie Shanzano says the world's two biggest economies are at extreme loggerheads. The
1: idea that there was going to be some kind of cool war now seems to have heated up to this almost fever-like pitch, much of it having to do with this fight over microchips.
2: Bloomberg Politics contributor Jeannie Shianzano spoke on Bloomberg Sound On. Catch the show at its new time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Bloomberg Radio or listen on demand wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Well, China's involvement in the war in Ukraine is likely to be a major focus in Washington today, Nathan. President Biden is set to host Germany's leader at the White House. Scott Carr has a preview from our Bloomberg one newsroom in Washington.
2: German Chancellor Olaf Scholz will hold a private meeting with the president at the White House today. Both men have become increasingly vocal about their concerns that China may begin supplying weapons to Russia for its invasion of Ukraine. China is Germany's top trading partner. But there are signs Olaf and other European leaders may be willing to take a harder line on China. Yesterday, the chancellor called on China to use its influence in Moscow to press for the withdrawal of Russian troops and not to supply weapons to Russia. In Washington, I'm Scott Carr, Bloomberg Daybreak. Okay, Scott, thank you. Now, after those meetings at the White House, President Biden says he'll be headed to East Palestine, Ohio. The president's been under growing pressure to go to the site of that train derailment that happened one month ago today, but he says he has been engaged with the community. I've spoken with every official in Ohio, Democrat and Republican, on a continuous basis, as in Pennsylvania. I laid out a little bit in there what I think the answers are. we we'll put it together, and we will be implementing an awful lot into the legislation here, and I will be out Now, the president was on Capitol Hill meeting with Senate Democrats. He says he will be in Ohio, but he's not saying when he'll go. Well,
1: another trip high above the Earth is complete for SpaceX.
5: Crew Dragon
2: Endeavor, Steve, Woody, Sultan, Andre, after a brief... Scenic detour, welcome to the International Space Station.
1: Two Americans, one Russian, and the first astronaut from United Arab Emirates are all safely on board. But it took an extra hour. That scenic detour was a problem with one of the Dragon Capsule's docking hooks. The crew's six astronauts had to wait about 65 feet from the space station while SpaceX flight controllers came up with a fix.
2: Finally, Karen, if you drive a Ford... Don't miss that auto payment. With loan delinquencies up, the automaker has filed for a patent on technology that could remotely shut off your car radio, air conditioning, or other features, lock you out of your vehicle, send nonstop beeps while you're driving, or even disable the engine if you miss a payment on a Ford vehicle. It's 37 degrees in New York. We're going to have rain today. We're getting into the upper 50s and temperatures are going to slowly rise through the overnight hours. Time now to take a look at some of the other stories making news in New York and around the
3: world with Bloomberg's John Tucker. Good morning, John. And Good morning to you, Nathan. Disgrace: South Carolina attorney Alex Murdoch has been convicted of the murder charges against him. Let's get more in this report this morning from Bloomberg's Ed Baxter.
5: The shooting deaths of his wife and son, a story of the unraveling of a powerful Southern family with testimony of privilege, greed, and addiction. Judge Clifton Newman. The jury has
4: now considered the evidence um, for a significant period of time, and um, the evidence of guilt is overwhelming.
5: Murdoch now faces 30 years to life for each charge. Court reconvenes this morning for sentencing. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak.
3: A New Jersey state trooper shot in the leg in Patterson yesterday morning is expected to recover. The trooper was on patrol near the Patterson home of Congressman Bill Pascrell Jr. The state police wouldn't release any other information. The House Ethics Committee says it's opened a probe into a series of alleged unlawful acts by freshman New York Republican Representative George Santos. The panel will look into a range of allegations, including whether Santos engaged in sexual misconduct involving an individual seeking employment in his congressional office. And a congressional watchdog says that progressive Democrat Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez might have broken house rules when she attended the 2021 Met Gala in New York in a rented designer gown. A report by the Office of Congressional Ethics prompted the House Ethics Committee to decide it should continue to investigate whether she violated rules and accepted impermissible gifts. The white strapless dress had taxed the rich in big bright red letters running down the back of it. And Columbia University has just become the first Ivy League school to permanently drop the SAT and the ACT. Columbia Admissions first dropped the requirements for SAT and ACT during COVID. Is now making the change permanent. It calls its review of student applications still purposeful and nuanced as says it respects various backgrounds and voices. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries. I'm John Tucker. This is Bloomberg. Nathan.
2: Thank you, John. Time for our Bloomberg Sports Update brought to you by Tri-State Audi. Good morning, John Stashow.
4: Good morning, Nathan. Patrick Kane's day began with his introductory press conference at the Garden. He talked about coming to New York after 16 years in Chicago. It could be a good experience
5: and um, get out of the comfort zone a little bit and be able to, uh, you know, play for a different franchise, different team, and, um, you know, like I said, obviously, they have a great great team here, so
4: they're
5: coming into a good situation.
4: And then came Kane's Rangers debut. The store outside the Garden sold out of his number 88 jerseys. Kane and the Rangers took a lead at the third period, but Ottawa scored three times and won 5-3, to three, and the Rangers have now lost five of their last seven. If they were in the Western Conference, they'd be tied for first. In the East, they're tied for fifth. Rangers play tomorrow in Boston, and the Bruins have 15 more points than any other team. They just set an NHL record for the fastest ever to 100 points. The Ruins won 7-1. to It was their ninth win in a row. The Nets are in Boston tonight. The X net Kyrie Irving, last night, 42 points. And Dallas's win over Philadelphia and his teammate, Luka Doncic scored 40. Only the fifth time in the last 30 years that in a regulation game, teammates both scored 40 or more. Knicks bring their seven-game winning streak tonight to Miami, and then they play in Boston on Sunday. So, It's a weekend of New York at Boston, the Nets, then the Rangers, then the Knicks in consecutive days. College basketball, Antoine Davis, who plays for Detroit Mercy, missed a three-point shot at the end of his team's season-ending loss. It ended his career. Had the shot gone in, Davis would have tied Pete Maravich's record for most career points in NCAA history. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports.
3: Live from coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak.
2: Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. When it comes to relations between the U.S. and China, tension seems to be the baseline at this point. The latest case in point, dozens of companies in the Chinese tech sector have been added to the U.S. export restriction list. Those tensions with Beijing could color discussions on Ukraine today when President Biden hosts German Chancellor Olaf Scholz at the White House. For more on all this, we're joined this morning by Terry Haynes, the founder of Pangea Policy. Terry, good morning. Are we close to a brink when it comes to U.S.-China relations?
5: Good morning, Nathan. Uh, The right question to ask. I think the answer is no. I think we've been in a cold peace for about the last four or five years, and it is now becoming painfully clear, not just to U.S. markets, but uh, to average citizens, uh, that that's where we are. And, you know, unfortunately, that's where we're going to be for a while.
2: What does it mean for the market when we have these latest moves like these dozens of companies coming under similar restrictions like Huawei did a couple of years back and, of course, the ongoing effort to get more of the world to crack down on China's access to chips?
5: Uh, I think markets uh, make a, a, a big mistake. Uh, markets always assume... That what they care about the most will be also what political leaderships care about the most, and I think that's not true. And uh, we're we're at a, we're at a position now. I think we're going to get some. Uh more clarity in the next days uh, from China, uh, thanks to the party congress just starting, uh, the, about what their intentions are. But you've got a situation here where, in addition to the uh, the broader kind of geopolitical moves and the sanctions and the like, you've also got two recent actions uh, that ought to give markets pause, one of which is the uh you know then this is this comes after the China balloon and everything but uh mm. one is that you've got essentially uh China kicking out Western accounting firms, and the second is whether or not and to what extent uh the Chinese leadership is seeking political control over the central bank uh the net net of that is not so much a china versus uh, uh Western problem with accounting and the like. It's that uh, there is an attempt here to uh, come up with a very different alternative uh, than uh, kind of the standard Western system that will affect, uh, all of that will affect uh, how investors look at China in the future. So, you know, we could be on the cusp of a real serious uh, uh, change in the way in which China is doing business in the markets itself.
2: While we're waiting for that National People's Congress to begin this weekend, we've been hearing a lot of rhetoric from the Biden administration warning China not to get more involved in the war in Ukraine, this idea that China could provide lethal aid to Russia. Is that a real concern for markets?
5: Uh, absolutely, it's a real concern for markets, and that, that is the, uh, the the underpinning of what. The, what President Biden and Chancellor Schultz of Germany will be talking about at the White House today, to me, the uh, the, the most interesting part of the, that meeting, which will happen today, is that it's private. Uh, these things are usually uh, opportunities to uh, glad hand and wave and have a series of public uh, interactions. Uh, the fact that these, are the, these meetings are private, although I expect we'll see them together in public at least a little bit, uh, indicates that... A couple of things, you, you, that you've got. Uh, strategic unity, and uh, that there's a serious focus on wanting to come together on, uh, on the tactics, on the, the things on ammunition and you know, the things that actually matter. Uh, so, strengthening the Western alliance uh, overall. So, yeah, it's a big deal for markets because it shows uh, in a public way the continued uh, ramping up of U.S.-China tensions and, frankly, the, uh, uh, the solidifying of the Western alliance. Our
2: last minute here, given that those discussions are going to be happening in private, are you expecting that they're really going to get into some nitty gritty here, some uh, real strategizing in terms of what happens with the Allied support for Ukraine in the second year of the war?
5: I think, that, yes, I think that, the, uh, that there has been uh, unity always on the, the, the broad goals, uh, but now we're down to the nitty gritty on, exactly, uh, on exactly how the Western allies are going to achieve that. And, you know, so I think that's, uh, you know, I think that's a big deal, frankly.